feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, fellas, fellas. Welcome back to another episode of The Farm and the ladies. You waited sorry, a minute that I time. I literally delayed. I'm sorry. I saw Cody's body flinch. I was, I was say, like, I was like, yeah. damn, my Cody. I was, I was almost out on the podcast after that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. when we we're going in, uh, look, Code, today we're going to get into, I think it's a, a big thing of, man, like, one of the things I think is just holds us back. I, I, I know that um, even I, I recognize this within, you know, myself too of like many instances where you know you come into things of like learning i think one of the biggest issues with learning has nothing to do with logic um and it has everything to do uh, you could say ego but I, i'd say emotional like there's mm. a lot of emotional barriers that come back from us like learning things and even you know too we, we start to have you know confirmation bias or any of these other things emotional ties into what my grandpa taught me what mm. these things and we, we we briefly talked about some of these things with um uh, Peabody when he's here back in that, that episode shout out to my boy um, but you know uh, when we we talked there is being like man like there's so much to learn from so many uh, so many different sides of what people do well and I think you know for example I've had many guys uh, that either have hit with me and then went and hit with somebody else and mm. or uh, hit with a whole bunch of a guy like, let's say like Lane Adams for example um, you know Lane, Lane Adams for example like he hit with uh, so many guys and then came back and then hit with us, mm. um, you know, at, when I was back at 108 at the time. And so like all of those things, uh, you know, at the time that you can learn that everybody has like little pieces. I think uh, uh, Randy Sullivan, you know, talks about this a lot too, about like, hey, we're all wrong. Um, yeah. We're just all working to be less wrong. And again, along with that, we're also all right, mm. right? We're, we all have pieces. We all have things uh, from that other side. But I, when I, when I think about, um, you know, learning in general, who cares if it's about a swing, who cares if it's about pitching, who cares if it's about infill, who cares if it's about baseball, who cares mm. if it's about, you know, uh, whatever, right. Uh, about cooking, right. Is that there's these emotional barriers that get in the way of our growth. Mm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to have a conversation about that, about like, man, like first off, uh, probably some techniques as well about like things that you've learned. Cause I think that actually now that we're on this topic too, cause I think this is something that you're really good at um is not personalizing mm. um and i think you know, along with that like uh, it could be seen as a humility trait mm. uh but i think also on the other side of that too um i think it's just this emotionally grounded mm. uh state that i think you have to be in to like taking you know feedback criticism mm -hmm. whatever those things might be um and go from there and i think that's a thing that we all can struggle with yeah um it can be rooted to other things so i kind of wanted to open up that can of worms and yeah well i mean i think it goes back to just my foundation and my faith is I haven't created a single thing that's on this earth. <laughs> so for me to think that I know yeah, something government. more than everybody yeah. is just, it just doesn't line up with my, my moral values and what I believe. For sure. um, and so right off the jump is I didn't create this human body, but I am trying to figure out how it works every single day. Mm -hmm. But I'm also open to the fact that I didn't create it and that, 10 years ago, we thought something different about the body. And so 10 years from now, we're going to think something different yeah, as gone. well. Right. Yeah. And like, mm -hmm. uh, even if it's just better understanding what we're already on the path of knowing now, like, or For we're sure. just completely wrong about what we know now and For like sure. how we understood it's just wrong or yep. the studies that we valued were just how they were conducted were wrong. Or right. Is that a context? Yeah. Right? Out of like, context. We're right, but not all the time in this certain yeah. circumstance with this context, it is correct. Yeah. And so I, I just think it goes, it goes back to like, I haven't created anything that's on this earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just a part of that growing process mm -hmm. of everything that's on this earth. And, yeah. and also too, I don't have to be a part of everything that is happening on this earth. It's my yeah. choice to be a part of what I want to be a part of. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's, I think it's like very gray. I know people like black and white. They like, well, this is the answer. This isn't the answer. And it's like, I, if something is the answer, quote unquote, mm -hmm. like that makes me feel more anxious than there being like this open thought that there could be more to it yeah, and that there it. could be learning. Cause it's like, okay, well that means that everybody has to do it this one way, whatever this is. 
and then we get closer to being just replicas of each other and robots and it's like you know that thought is more scary to me than i think like you're saying too right like biblically that doesn't even line up too where you know many times throughout the bible it talks about and i think the wisdom here is right is like we we all and again let's say you're not faith-based at all right Mm. let's go with this idea right and this is the wisdom that's coming from the bible here right that god has designed us where we all have different talent skills you know uh gifts that he's given each one of us right we could all say that like let's say you're um you know like you your stuff is rocket ships Mm -hmm. you love rockets elon musk or whatever right like you love rockets Mm -hmm. you tweeted the other day i have (laughs) rocket ships i thought that was hilarious or spaceships yeah (laughs) good for you bro it's funny it is a funny statement but you know also too you've taken that right and it's like you might be really skilled in one area but guess what you're probably not as a doctor and again maybe you have both okay well there's there's gonna be silos we're not there's no way we're gonna have you know again you're not gonna know how to maybe build a house or maybe you don't know um plumbing or maybe you don't know uh you're not the best ping pong player or you don't know all this you know the techniques around ping pong whatever that is right like there we all have our own little uh, Mm -hmm. niches and we all kind of work together as a society that provide you know yeah we have passions uh that are all different things maybe you know again like taylor it's like you know mental health and all these things like okay Mm -hmm. amazing right even if it goes even more niched okay well you know drug addicts or you know wherever my passion is and there's all of these niches within all of it um and i think you know along with that is that when we view that from that other side is like man um people god's gonna make people passionate about particular subjects Mm -hmm. right and they're gonna go really far down that way and maybe it might not even be um you know you might not even think of yourself as an expert it's just something that you know could be a hobby of yours that you just know a lot about a particular Mm -hmm. subject um because it's just something that fuels you right when you're passionate about it you're not even thinking about it it's just what you do like i i do that constantly too like i told you it's like i might even be in church or we're out in public or whatever i see people like with their hands up in church and i'm looking at their scat function and like yeah you know what's going on it's just like where my brain like yeah. to grab to like i love a lot of things with the human body now mm-hmm. am i the leading expert in the world and how the body functions yeah. absolutely not now if within a niche if you get down niched enough yeah sure maybe i know a lot about a particular subject or mm-hmm. something like that uh, but again, along with that, it's like, you know, there's obviously a healthy respect of, you know, across the board of, you know, keeping that in mind that that's mm-hmm. not how we're designed, nor like, as you're saying, right, we, if you, someone gave this analogy to you the other day is like, okay, if you look at the entire universe, everything that there is to know about everything, yeah. right? How much as it is in humanity, how much do we know? Okay, a fraction, yeah. right? We're talking about probably less than 1% mm-hmm. of all the knowledge in the world about everything that there is to know. Mm-hmm. So how are we going to have this closed book on this is it, there's no other yeah. knowledge? You know, like, as soon as you, like you said, as soon as we, I think my my body does that too, the same thing as yours, which I think is everybody's, is when we say, like, this is it, and, like, mm. there's no expansion, there's nothing mm. else to learn, there's no, like, yeah. it's a dark world, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't like that that feeling either yeah you know no and and i think that that goes back to uh, again more than anything my faith and yeah even even though like i haven't created anything and there are inventions right yeah um but again i, I view it as like that's just other things that were created that i was gifted the idea whether it be you know all of your guys's ideas that i have a conglomeration of in my head and then it made up a new exercise for whatever reason that people haven't seen before like yeah. i didn't create the exercise in my like in my opinion mm. i just took a bunch of pieces that i've heard or seen or grabbed from someone else yeah and tried something and i was like yeah. you know cool that works or that didn't work or mm-hmm. whatever right and two is also like to what you're saying is is realizing too is like you're gonna be wrong so often and so personalizing it just in my opinion just doesn't make sense to me you know if you take it so personal it's like you're always going to be i mean i dealt with this in college where it's um like a perfectionist and uh, you know call it like anxiety um but it was just like these expectations that i put on myself to to get whatever destination i was trying to go to Mm -hmm. and it's you know you're just going to be wrong so often it was creating more anxiety more anxiety more anxiety and then running down it's like a hamster wheel yeah because i'm trying to get to this end goal of being right and it's like well what is right yeah i agree no i think it's a huge piece there's like well why you know again it's something deeper for us to evaluate is like well why do you need to be right and i remember asking you know having those questions and i had some really great men like just mentors and things around me that like you know we would have those conversations of being like hey like 
you could be, let's say you are right, mm. but the other people around you think you're wrong, mm. but you're right. You mm. are right. What is that desire in you that you need them to know that you're right? Mm -hmm. Right. And there's different levels of degrees with that. I think obviously as human beings, we have this desire to be affirmed and, yeah. and you know, a, a, a awarded for our efforts or just like seen, right? Which mm -hmm. is, I think when we talk about that is more like a faith thing, right? Like yeah. we want to be seen and be unique and unicorns and X, Y, and with that. And within our faith, like God does see you that way. He mm -hmm. sees you like, again, he designed you mm -hmm. on purpose and with a purpose, yeah. right? And so when he, with that, right, that what we're seeking and desiring from humans, right, we can't we can't receive that, right? So then right. we end up going, we come up with all these things, we stack all this stuff in, in between, and then we end up responding, personalizing things, all these other things, which like psychology would line up with, but from our perspective, like spiritually, you know, mm -hmm. you come underneath that as the foundation is like, you have all these things that we're desiring, but like the solution being pointed back there. And again, right. my, my lens from that side. But I think also, you know, you come back into that and it's just realizing too, is like, at the end of the day, you know, again, if you go back 20 years ago, like there was things that people, you know, like this is it. Like at yeah. one point, right? At one point, and uh, I guess there's still some uh, some people out there. Shout out to my uh, my boy uh, uh, Evan Wise. He's he always makes makes this. He he'll give people a run for their money on uh, flat Earth. Like he just <laughs> he just will like you know just make them like really think about things. And yeah. Not that he believes it, but it, like it's it's he's so funny. Yeah. Uh, from that side, but it's like at one point, like that was it. Right. It's just like we believe that this was 100 percent true. And so when someone brought up the contrary views on that or even too, I always look at like what we do and everybody should I feel like should look at what they do, too, is like you're an artist. Mm. Like no one can make art like you make art. Right. right? They could mimic some of your techniques. Uh, they could do some of these things and they can learn from you just like any artist can. But right. how you collect it's an art. It's artistic just how you collect information and how you arrange it mm -hmm. and what you use and what you filter and what you don't. That's so you, mm -hmm. right? And that's something that, you know, you can take from some other people, but like, um, and, and, and little concepts, but nobody will ever be you. Um, and so I think that that's such an interesting thing. Like when you, you pull that into it, it's just like, Hey, like if you get a, a, a just really cultivate a, a feeling in your, in your soul of just, curiosity mm. you know and and when you do that you don't necessarily i think you get into a place too especially when you're rooted or grounded or you know your foundation is strong where when other people talk like they could have whatever responses they could act any way that they act they cannot respond in ways mm. that you normal people would respond or ways that you would like someone to respond or x y and z and it's just being you in a place where hey like I'm not looking for your response, right? I'm I'm in such like again. I'm, what I'm receiving is coming from God in that same mm. way. Everything I need is yeah. coming from God in that way. Yeah. And again, like I don't need you to act a certain way. I don't need you to respond in this way. I don't mm -hmm. need you know these things from you. Now again, along with that, can I communicate? Um, hey, when you do this, this makes me feel this way. Yeah, that's like a whole nother yeah. you know leaf. But what I'm saying is is from a foundational standpoint is that you get from this other thing is like uh, biblically. You know the actual verse is uh, when you seek, um, when you seek uh, rewards from man, right? Or if you, yeah. you know, the trophy, the, 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 you know, that that's you're gonna get that mm -hmm. alone. If you you're seeking their praise, you're gonna get that alone, mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you'll you'll seek. When when in reality, again, along with that, I think that's what um, you know. It starts bringing in these nasty toxins that we're gonna have, mm -hmm. you know, inside of us as well. It's like when we start seeking those things. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say your mindset is? Uh, you know, what would you say your mindset is when you hear information that's contrary to what you you know currently believe? Like, what would you say that process looks like for you? Um, I mean, I think it also goes back to my faith is understanding everyone's on their own walk and at a different point in their walk. Mm -hmm. And so, like we were talking about this uh, when you started doing like the Instagram Bible study was, mm -hmm. I put so much time and like stress or worry into what it was what was my first one going to be over mm -hmm. is that was such a big deal because i was like i want to hook them in i want to hook them in and it's like yeah, yeah. well one like uh also goes back to something we talked about a long time ago probably like a month ago it was uh like my church back in colorado was like well are you the one saving them mm -hmm. so why are you so worried yeah. it's like it's not it's not you saving them anyways for sure and so it's like a conglomeration of that but i mean same thing is uh they're at a different point in their walk than I am. And they probably look at the stuff I say and think it's all wrong too. Um, and so the way I see it 
in my opinion is one there's some people that don't ever want to change and yeah. again it's like am i saving them no i mean I, I can continue to do what i feel is right in my heart mm. um and walk my path and sure. um i genuinely believe that what i do is to help other people yeah. and it's more of a servant mentality than it is a selfish and so then I believe deep down in my heart that if I continue to, to live my life that way, that they'll be impacted in some way to some extent yeah. by how I live my life. Um, but again, like in general, I think the people that just disagree with maybe how I view things or do things or how you do or whatever, um, I just view it they're just at a different point in their walk than we are. And again, like, you know, me and you are at different points in our walk. Like you were training athletes before me and your background was slightly different than mine so Mm -hmm. it's like we're gonna have some similarities because of our also our similar backgrounds but a slightly different path to where we're at and and like you know uh that's okay yeah you know it is what it is well Um, i think it's also a very unique thing like you're talking about right like you could have literally all the same information as somebody else you can know it to the same extent if that was even yeah. possible right but how you then communicate it mm-hmm. how you connect to that like those are all yeah way those, different. there's also all unique things that are going to be as well and also to who when where what's the the, the you know uh, relationship you know between you and that you know athlete that person that other things is going to also dictate a lot of how things are consumed um again i've mentioned the book a couple times but one of my favorite books is um uh, thanks for the feedback mm-hmm. um and that book talks a lot about like how your relationship dictates uh your communication and how it how it's received right like mm-hmm. if your mom said that to you compared to you know some random guy on the internet like how you would respond mm-hmm. uh, maybe good or bad right maybe you take it more personal because it is your mom or maybe right. you take the guy online more personal because it's not your mom right yeah. it's not coming from a place where you don't have a love as a foundation i mean you're in your guys's relationship um and i think that's a you know a big opening there is that you i think it's really hard to consume information i think uh, one of the ways uh, you know, one of my, uh, my coaches, I, I said this line a lot, like, you know, don't hear the bark, hear the message, mm-hmm. but I, you got to separate the two. And one of the things within feedback and that book kind of talks about too, as well is separating feedback, right. Or learning or what somebody else's ideas are even too, like, that's also feedback too. If you're just reading about, or you're hearing somebody else talk about how they think yeah. about things, that's still feedback. Right. And so I think when you, you take that and you have to separate who it's coming from because that's our human. Mm-hmm. Right? Our human wants to hear who, you yeah. know, how they look, how they deliver it, all these other things. I want it packaged up in this sweet little bundle, and I want it to sound this way. And if you said it this way, I would take it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but also, too, as a learner, and we, uh, I think me and uh, Taya, this uh, podcast a while back ago where we talked about that, is the separation is like I have to take, I have to take objectively what is actually being said mm-hmm. and detach that from how it's being said, how it's being delivered, yeah. the tone that it's being, all these things that hold us back, which yes, as a speaker, you want to continue to get better at doing right. things and how you deliver stuff. But as a learner, if you want to be an elite learner, you have to get better at looking at what is actually being said and take it away. Mm-hmm. And I think again, like even too, if you look at really successful people, let's say uh, like CEO wise or whatever, whatever, let's say like you're Elon Musk, right? And you're trying to do something like, you're, you're trying to go in you know, Mars, X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so are you going to let how somebody presented something take away from this idea that could be one of the most groundbreaking ideas because of someone didn't deliver it in the tone that it mm-hmm. could have been delivered in? I think it's like listening to what is actually being said or what's being taught or success that someone might be having. And then being like, okay, we're like, there's something to learn here. Like, again, mm-hmm. success leaves clues. Again, they're not, doesn't mean that they're 100% right, right, but they could be 20%, yeah. 10%, 5%. You know, we, we can filter those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, um, start to walk down those roads of not immediately being like, you know, just completely throwing everything out as like trash. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's not the way, it doesn't affirm what I currently believe. So, you yeah, know, I'm out. Well, I mean, uh, who is the um, guy that you guys um, always studied at Planet Fitness? You guys did one of his, uh, it's like a leadership guru. Um, oh, oh, John Maxwell. Yeah, Maxwell. Yeah. I, was, I read one of the his books, The Self-Aware Leader. Uh-huh. And one of the biggest things I took away from it was hearing the message that's actually being presented from people above and below you mm-hmm. and understanding that their position's also going to unique viewpoint. Yeah, they're going to how they present that message or what they're being what they're telling you like if you and Taylor tell me the exact same thing, just from a different viewpoint and life in general, let alone in the business, like mm-hmm. uh, it's going to come off differently initially, but it could be the exact same message. message. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, um, you know, what, what I take from that is a lot of people take a lot of things 
out of context without understanding the position that those people are in Speaking. or what they or what they actually mean from it. Yeah. And so they they react emotionally again like you said rather than really understanding uh the the position that they're speaking from right and so like for example uh we go yesterday we'll just use it um uh, one of our hitters was not having the best attitude um talked about it didn't get better and i just basically presented the situation like hey it's like if you're going to bring the five other people down with you don't be here like you can go, you can go sit out there and you can wait. Like, uh, like the, we're not going to do that here, mm-hmm. period. And, but also I didn't want to be like, bye, leave, go home. Like I, d- I didn't want to cross that line either. Sure. But also like, go take a break. And when you're ready, if you're ready, come back. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. You know, fast forward is the situation comes down to there's something externally happening away from baseball in his life Yeah. that's happening. And Again, yeah, and the position that he's acting out of yeah. is from that. He's, he's reacting emotionally. Mm-hmm. But again, too, is three years ago, back before my last year of college where I felt like I grew the most in some of these aspects, like I probably would have wanted to just fight somebody. <laughs> like I pro- that would have really pushed me, like triggered me. Like I've had people walk out of teams before and I felt betrayed as someone who was on a team Mm. and I feel like those kids in their training together are a team at the moment right they're all part of like the farm team yeah right they should all be backing each other right and to walk out or to act that way on a team it's like it's like a trigger and like I had to catch myself I was like I don't know what he's possibly going through Mm. and so like hey like let's go take a break yeah like you need to chill like right now like you're not doing what you know you can and should be doing as a leader amongst the group that we have right now. Um, But, you know, initially I would say like I wanted to react emotionally. Like I've had people walk out on teams before and leave and I've seen what that's done to a team and then how then we treat that player later in the year because Mm -hmm. of how they treated us. Yeah. Um, And so again, but also too, I'm glad that I've had that growth because context, like there's stuff going away from or going on away from baseball and training yeah. in his life that he needed attended to for sure and like a, a really emotional response could have been the last thing he needed in that moment yeah. too and that's and, you know? and that's like the Randy Sullivan's kind of statement about like knowing your athlete right mm-hmm. like there's certain guys that you know again along with that maybe even that conversation might have been a too aggressive for him right but yeah. there's other guys that that might be the perfect way and yeah. maybe that's maybe that's not stern enough for another guy yeah. like okay and that, that's where like knowing your athlete and also where you're at with that mm-hmm. athlete, right? Is this day one or is this, you know, yeah. month eight, you know, is, is this, is this, you know, year 14, yeah. right? Are you so what's your close? goals? You too. Know, yeah, for sure. Like, again, like me and you can have conversations about things today that we wouldn't have month one, yeah. or, you know, all those other things yeah. like within our relationship. And so I think you got to take in all that context of like what is right and when, and like, you know, mm-hmm. understanding all of those things. Um, and then also too leaving room, um, leaving room, I, I oftentimes, even when I hear things, let's say if it's a, uh, uh, you know, you hear things that are out in the space, let, you could call it gossip, you can call it whatever, mm. whatever it is, right? And I go, you know, when I hear those things too, it's like I immediately now shift into like, well, what was happening, right? Like what was the real situation? Like somebody might want to put a one tagline on top of a Twitter video and saying this is what's happening, but it's like, okay, well, you know, again, is that what's happening? Like, yeah. what is the context that's actually happened in the scenario? And so I think that that becomes a big thing too, as well as like most people, and this is actually sad to think about, right? But most people's disagreements, um, they don't even really disagree with each other. Like the, the, the real issue is like, there is a separator of miscommunication mm. and or what am I saying compared to what you're actually hearing? Mm-hmm. Right. Because like, again, I, one question I'll ask all the time too, is like, it, like, are you here? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Or are you hearing your trauma? Mm. Like, are you hearing, are you hearing what I'm saying? Or are you hearing your emotions? Right. Are you hearing, because again, all, that's why, why I think it's so important too, where when you start having conversation too, especially on, on, on particular topics, like, Hey, so what I'm hearing you say is, and you're repeating back to them, Right. Because um, this even happened, you know, happens all the time in my personal life where we'll start having conversations about those things and like what they heard. Mm. Right. Is not even what's being said. Yeah. Right. And it's just like 
no, 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 I didn't say that you're a failure and you're never going to be <laughs> successful in your life. Like, th that's not what I said, right? Like, hear what I am saying, not yeah. what I'm not saying, right? right. Um, and that's why even we say that line all the time, too, is like, hey, hear what I'm saying. Like, don't hear, and, and I'll, or I, the statement I would say a lot, too, is don't hear what I'm not saying, mm -hmm. right? And calling it out, like, as you're communicating it, because it largely will get, you know, mm -hmm. with that, it's like, oh, so you're saying this. It's like you're saying, for example, if you're like, uh, you know, I love apples. Oh, so what you're saying is, is you hate oranges. It's like, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying I love apples, right? And like, hear what I am saying. And and that sounds so simple in mm -hmm. that setting, but it might be, again, where you say something where you say, you know, um, I really, let's say it's, you know, I really like this drill, right? Well, somebody else doesn't like that drill yeah. because a foundational belief that says that that drill is terrible right. or whatever. So when you say you like that drill, you offend them mm -hmm. because you don't ab agree with their ideology, right? And so that becomes offensive. And now anything you say past this point, I've already been triggered and I'm running past that trigger. Mm -hmm. And now anything you say, I'm now I'm just disagreeing with it, you because it's you saying it, even yeah. though if my mom was saying it or my friend was saying it, I would yeah. agree with them and be like, Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. But because of who it's coming from and where we're at. And that's where like, again, like you're talking about a second ago, it's like, Hey, you might need to take a step out and again, yeah. get regrounded. And some people it takes longer. Some people it's yeah 10 seconds. Right. Yeah, and they can process that switch. Yeah. Right? It's a process. And two, it was, uh, it was um he was a safety for the Kansas City Chiefs I forget his name, um but he he partnered with a company and he did um he did like a mindfulness and meditation app and I got into it I think it was in between my senior year of high school and freshman year in college, um and really like the foundational concept that they like hammered away was uh that I think it's an acronym C, S E E is like separate uh from emotions and evaluate. And so it, the whole point of it was like step out of the situation, look at it from an outside perspective, evaluate it from that perspective and then make a decision. And again, like when I started doing that, like the ability to separate took me a day at times, you know, let alone to separate and then evaluate. Yeah. And then by the time I get to the end of, you know, the five years of college baseball is like my ability to separate, evaluate and then actually make an educated decision on, yeah. or ask a question if I wasn't educated on the situation uh -huh. was like, you know, way, way faster. Yeah. But it was something that, you know, had to be worked on, right? And so like, for example, like that hitter, like his ability to separate may take a day. Maybe, maybe the emotions were so strong, like tomorrow he woke up or today he woke up, feels good about it, cool. Like sometimes like I got so mad in situations, like yeah. it did take me a day before I was like, all right, I'm yeah. glad I didn't it go might do take something. A, week, a month yeah. for somebody. Like again, time being handling that way. Like some people, it takes years to get away from mm. a situation where yeah. they can actually the the emotions calm so much that they can start to like every time they think of that moment. And this is actually the brain side of what happens with this is like again when you have massive traumas, things like that that happen. Again, like uh, from what I've read about the bio uh, about the brain and how what it actually does is like a when you get these large spikes in emotion, it turns off the prefrontal uh, cortex of your brain and you're not thinking logically, mm -hmm. which comes into that filtering process, right? Um, but in, you're literally like reacting like an animal, right? It's just like whatever, emo mm -hmm. you're being emotionally led. You're just getting thrown around uh, by your emotions and like you're just mm -hmm. angry, right? You can't think logically and that's, um, you know, you can, anybody can connect to that as just being like, hey, when you've been really angry and the things you've said and the, you mm -hmm. know, the, how you popped off and how you responded to what they're saying and all yeah. those things, right? And we get messy, we get on that side, right? But there's events like that, that every time they're brought up, it immediately, that, that process happens yeah. in their brain and they can't have a conversation or start to unpack those things mm -hmm. because emotionally they're still too charged about. Uh, and there's a lot of techniques mm -hmm. to like, you know, to work through that. But I think that that's also, you know, a massive piece as well is like when we get into um, just all of that uh, of going into these subjects, I, I, I think about this a lot with um, like God as a father to us and like how he hears us in this way is like, for example, is we, we cry out, we pray, right? We, we or when somebody else is communicating, you know, with us, they're communicating something, but they're also underneath communicating deeper things mm -hmm. you know as they're as they're speaking and so you can hear what just what they're saying with their words right mm -hmm. but there's to really hear you got to hear what's underneath the words mm -hmm. right and because that i think that more dictates how you should respond comparatively to like just what they're saying right mm -hmm. um and so i think you get into that same way where it's like a lot of times just like with a kid like 
you know, he might be throwing a tantrum, but it's it's not what he's saying when he's in his tantrum. Like, yeah. I hate you. You're the worst mom ever. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, well, what's he's really, well, he's just hurt because you took his toy away. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's the real issue. And like, you know, even too, sometimes in the same scenario, like, okay, well, what does that show up like in adults? Someone might respond really aggressively, you know, maybe there's something I post or something like with that. Right. It, it largely, again, I, it it has very little to do with like what I'm talking about. A, a lot of times mm -hmm. it could be, again, if their friend presented it or whatever, right, it would be yeah. okay. Or somebody else they respected or they had a relationship with or whatever those things are. Or again, it might have more to do with the subject matter, right? If the concept they agree with, um, but maybe it was the tone that I said it in. Maybe yeah. it was, um, you know, again, it hit a soft spot or, you know, again, you know, someone say like you stepped mm -hmm. on a nerve there, right? Or, yeah. you know, whatever that is, right? That it ha That's more of the issue than yeah. actually the context or the content that's being you know, communicated. Mm -hmm. Um, and that becomes, you know, such a bigger issue. Yeah. And kind of like, uh, we've talked about before on, on some of our shows was, you know, the, the more you work, uh, the, the more that you walk with God, you know, the easier it is for you to de determine whether it was his voice or w what was being said, who was saying mm -hmm. it. Right. And it's like, same thing too, is when I see people do or say things that I haven't spent a lot of time with, because of that, again, foundational belief and value is I choose, I, I, again, I can't emotionally act because I don't know what they really meant by that, especially on a social media post. Like, yeah. you know, somebody comment something on, you know, something I posted on Instagram was like, you're doing it wrong. Like, blah, 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 you know, whatever. It's like, well, no, like, that's not what we we're working on. So like sure. what we we're working on, you know, was right. But like, if I was working on what you're talking about, for sure. Yeah, for I sure. get it. But yeah. again, like they just, they didn't understand yeah. where I was coming from. Yeah. Right. They haven't spent enough time to understand why we were doing what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so again, like for them to do that and then to, I can think back at like 99.9999% of arguments or fights I've ever had with anyone. Mm. And I can look back most of them probably with my brother because he knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> but it's like, you know, yeah. No, it's like they do something and my brother in this instance sometimes intentionally yeah to get that reaction out of you yeah, and it's and then i look back get you to yeah i look back and i'm like yeah. okay it was that exact moment that made me react that way mm -hmm. right rather than it being like i was going to react that way the whole time no it's yeah. like i can literally look back at the exact phrase or the exact action that was done. And I'm like, well, that's why that's a hundred percent. That was what triggered me. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, well, when you can really look back and evaluate that, well, then you can start to, and then also to, you know, shout out to journal it is and identify triggers. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah. well now I can see the trigger coming before. It's like, oh, last time we started talking about this, this trigger happened. So now I'm prepared for it. Now I better know how to handle what's probably going to happen. Mm -hmm. in this conversation It's probably going to trigger me. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, obviously, it's harder when you don't expect a trigger to come. It's like, you know, you freaking comment on a social media post randomly in the middle of the day and you're like, you know, gets you all fired up. It's like, that's yeah. harder. But as you practice it, it gets easier to not react yeah, emotionally. Yeah, you know. And I think, and I think so. not to run past the journaling thing, I think one reason that makes journaling so powerful um, is there's not a human that you're talking to in that moment, right? You're, you're just un unloading, right? Mm -hmm. What's scrambled what's you know what's going on and so you can be and also too that because of that you have a less you're not triggering somebody else mm. that is in that moment and they're responding to your trigger and you're just triggering yeah. each running back and forth so i can get my all my these emotions out right well what happens is when i get all those emotions out again then and i start to calm down mm -hmm. right prefrontal cortex uh, cortex kiss back on and then now all of a sudden i start thinking now i can actually unpack well when you said this and this really made me mad because of this this is and this and blah 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 blah. and this is why even like therapists are the same way it's like where they can be impartial right and then you can just be sharing what is going mm -hmm. on right and it's not about them they're just there to filter and hear what like the underlying and a lot of times be just a sounding board of like you know things that just need to get out right mm -hmm. like you know i need to get some of these uh, i need my emotions to feel heard or again whatever that needs uh so i can get to the underlying like real issue that's that's underneath there and i think that's why it could be so powerful uh with that and journals power uh journaling is so powerful for so many different reasons mm. but when you're definitely when you're unpacking things or you've had a really hard day or you know and again also just even to help you um 
I think the other thing is too is start structuring your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? Where when you're actually writing it down, it makes you slow down, mm-hmm. right? You can't write as fast as you think, yeah, right? And so when you start writing, right, it slows you back down, right? It starts this good, great calming technique in that same way, um, and you can start to really unpack things, and then you can also then look back at those notes, right? Look mm-hmm. at how you dealt with that in the past, right? Or where you were at, because I get um, Taylor and I were actually talking about this earlier. Is that a lot of times, especially when it's been a very traumatic event that's happened in your life, mm-hmm. and maybe you, when you're really angry, you can't. You're. Um, it actually. Um, when you're in that fight or flight mode, and you get really triggered like that, you also you have memory issues. Mm-hmm. You can't remember what you even said Mm -hmm. you don't even remember you know how you responded i didn't do that like people literally will not remember you know them doing things and and that's actually like that's a real thing they're not like lying a lot of times they could be lying but again a lot of people are not lying that's they literally can't remember Mm -hmm. uh, because they were just in uh this emotion such a heightened emotional state that Mm -hmm. that part of their brain is literally kicked off um, and all of resources are going um, to this other this other side and, and you can get better and you can train yourself to obviously uh, like, you know, learn from those things, you know, mm-hmm. um, and like learn how to process, learn how to unpack, learn how to, you know, uh, do all that. And so those become like, you know, huge things. And then like the, you know, the other part is as well as like then you go back into it. And man, I know one thing for me with journaling, at least um, it becomes a very useful tool when you get really far away. So let's say it was years ago mm-hmm. and you go back and read what you were thinking, how mm-hmm. you were processing, and it shows you the growth the that growth. you've had. Yeah. Man, like, you know, all of that, that 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 was, you know, going on at the time. And then you look back and you're like, it gives you also an appreciation for how people responded to you when you were in those states, when mm-hmm. you were that immature, when you were getting triggered and you didn't even realize that you were going through something mm-hmm. and you grew through it. And I was like, man, that's how it happens too when we get back. We look back at our parents and we realize like how, you know, again, like how much of a little shit I was being. And like, you know, my mom and my parents dealt with me, right? And how Mm -hmm. they were, again, still showed me grace, still showed me love, all these other things when, you know, I I didn't deserve it. Yeah. Um, And I think that's a big piece. And and, uh, one thing that I I learned uh, just as recently, a couple weeks ago, I would say maybe a month and a half, two months ago maybe, um, was I was actually, uh, you know, with my girlfriend, I was, I was realizing like, man, I feel like I need to talk to her like a child, but then, and then immediately like, that's really triggering. Like, what do you mm. mean? Like, you yeah. Like, but what I unpacked and I went a layer deeper. The reason I felt like that is like when I'm working, when I'm working with a kid or when I'm like my nephew or any of those other things, I have a soft spot when I'm working. I have a lot more grace. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more mercy. I have a lot more understanding. I have yeah. a lot more compassion. I have a lot more empathy. I have a lot more things. But then when I, I have a hardening, when I work with adults, because I start expecting these things out of them and I start yeah. I like laying all of my expectations on how I think they should handle things and how mm-hmm. I should, X, Y, and Z. And I don't give them that grace. I don't extend them that, those things. And, um, when in reality, in the same way with that is like, well, again, like we're all little kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're all little kids. In the, and, and when we look at the perspective of, when we look at the perspective of, um, you know, God looking at us and like, the, again, how much we know mm-hmm. comparatively to how much knowledge is out there. And you're like, mm-hmm. we're all just, again, just a little bit older kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're all, we all got our own things running around. And in reality, we should treat each other that way. We should have that mm-hmm. same compassion that we have, you know, for a kid. And a lot of too, let be honest with you too. A lot of the traumas that people are responding from, are traumatic events that happened when they were kids. Mm-hmm. So when they respond that way and they need, we need to be more delicate and we need to be more compassionate and we need to be more empathetic. It's because of something that happened at that time. And it literally emotionally will stunt you in that mm-hmm. area. If you don't unpack, you know, some of these things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And so you start responding from that, that space. So like, yeah, like maybe again on the same moment, like, you know, just like a little kid, sometimes they're pushing you away, but they really want a hug. Mm-hmm. They really, they really want to be close with you. They really mm-hmm. need compassion, even though they're, you know, stiff arming and all that. They're so used to isolating and that's how they yeah. dealt with things, you know? And so, um, a lot of times I think, you know, with that, it's like you go into those situations and it's, um, you know, how you would handle that. And it's not that you're never stern with a kid. It's not that you ever don't ever right. lay boundaries. It's not that you ever do those things, but you lay all those things and you communicate all those ways, but with that empathy, with that compassion, with mm-hmm. again a foundation of love within that communication. Yeah. No, and and then to to top on or go on top of journaling is just asking questions. Yeah. Like I feel like those two things are like the king of everything when it comes to really understanding is, you know, start journaling in those situations and start recognizing those. But then 
also be curious enough to ask questions yourself, mm -hmm. but also to ask someone else. Like if you feel triggered by what someone else did, okay, well, like ask a question. Be curious about why they're and you'll probably get to the bottom of it. Like, yep. you know, there's something going on beneath that. Yeah. That's just why now you don't take it as personal. You don't burn a bridge between someone because you just took it personal that they said or did something. Yeah. And you actually understand like they didn't actually mean that they hate me and that I'm the worst mom ever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. They just, there's something going on underneath. He's going to be sitting on my lap. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so, uh, I mean, just asking questions and then also to understanding that not every question you ask is going to give you the answer that you want to hear. Yep. is yeah like just because you ask a question doesn't mean you're going to get the answer you want mm -hmm. all the time well too and and i, I kind of was thinking about this actually this analogy yesterday um i was driving home and um uh my girlfriend works at a uh, a what do you call it Let me, what's the name of it okay like a cosmetology school mm -hmm. right and so the again people will come in right and they have certain type of hair and they want to have this other hair right mm -hmm. and a lot of times they have to communicate to them like hey this is going to take multiple yeah. sessions right to get to from here to here right to get to where you would like your hair to be um all these things or maybe it could be health it could be the color it could be like what you're asking right. for and i think the same thing like again you go sit down with a therapist too as well it's like dude we're not going to be here tomorrow and yeah. i think that's a lot of times uh, we have these expectations we come into these communications and we think this is going to be one combo and we're going to move on and we're going to be on the same page mm -hmm. it might take years of combos mm -hmm. it might take you know again and we got to have that those expectations of not i mean change those expectations that just because i'm coming and talking to you about something doesn't mean that when i walk out of here today we're going to be on the same page mm -hmm. you know and again it, and it, that communication is ongoing and ever present right um and we have to continue that that communication as it as as we go as well but i think that like that's the other thing as well is it's also a been a big thing for me as well as just like understanding there's nothing that you can do um, and this was a big growth for me to like be able to go carry this weight a different way is that we're all going to be misunderstood, right? If you can hear a, a mm -hmm. snip of time, you see, you know, one, you know, social media clip, maybe you overheard, you know, you, you overheard them talking about something like you don't know any of the context, you don't know their heart, you know, like X, Y, and mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, also too, we're just humans and we, we're all got our own stuff mixed right. around, right? So. Uh, there's p plenty of times I've been upset with somebody that had everything to do with me and had nothing to do with what they actually did. Yeah. Um, and when I can actually gain that awareness of understanding, like, what's my stuff compared to, like, what's their stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and that's an ongoing effort, right? That's not, like, a finish line. Uh, but an ongoing effort there of just understanding that, like, again, the, the curious side is is what they said, you know, really upsetting to me. Is it how they said it? Is mm -hmm. it who it was coming from? Um, is it the wrong timing? Is mm -hmm. it, you know, all of those things, was it the wrong setting environment, right? Like right. we were out in public and we should have talked about that at home when it was just me and them. Yeah. Was it in front of other people, right? Like all of those other things that, yeah. you know, uh, come into where you can start to mm -hmm. actually get to the root of, yeah. you know, what's going on. Yeah. And I think kind of just like wrapping up my final thoughts on it is like, it all kind of goes back to like communication at the end all of it all is like, obviously, you know, the foundational pieces of like, you know, hearing the message not the bark all that stuff like not not that it's not important but also to like being able to communicate what's what you feel what you think uh in a professional manner i guess or in a non-emotional manner mm -hmm. um is just it's extremely important um you know to i think i i can't remember who said it it might have been one of my coaches that repeated it from someone um but was like you know uh, i can know everything there is in the world but if i can't communicate it i don't know it like i, ca I can't pass it on to you mm. and so again like i'm only as good of a coach as i am a communicator and so i can know all this about the body and how to teach to or know i know the swing that well but if i can't communicate it to little jimmy then then what do i really know mm. you know it's like you got to be able to communicate what you know and so um and then also to like uh, I kind of took this actually from uh, on like TikTok. I got a lot of comedians on the, the yeah. timeline. And so it's actually funny as uh, there's one currently, his name's Matt Reif. I'm sure you've probably seen yeah. or heard of him. But I think it's really interesting because he takes a really different approach to comedy. Is like he just has conversations mm. with people most of the time. Like he has some like set jokes, for but sure. for the most part, his, his yep. bits are like conversation. Yeah. And it's really interesting to me is like how he unpacks uh people's situation mm -hmm. like by just asking questions yeah and he'll ask another question 
And then I'll ask another question. And then obviously, too, people's guards are down because it's a comedy show and stuff like that. But it's really interesting is like how much people open up mm-hmm. and how he gets to these different areas of the conversation by just asking specific questions. Yeah. And then, I you know, his personality, too. I think the other thing is with him is like, you know, he's not really trying to attack you. Yeah. Like he's being playful. And yeah. He's messing with you. Those things. And again, like I'm sure there's probably many clips that we haven't seen where, yeah, where someone's been triggered and left, you know, and yeah. like, well, I'm out of here. You know, like you make fun of me in front of everybody, you know, like, uh, but a lot of people too are not going to sit in the front row and, you, yeah. know, you know, at a comedy at a show, comedy you show. Know, and yeah. especially if you know his style and all those other right. things, but yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think it's just really interesting. And then like that sales guy that you showed me is like, they're really good at asking questions. Mm. Like, and that's commu- a form of communication. They're, they're getting their point across by asking the right questions or the questions that they want to ask. And then they're listening to what's really being said and hearing the message within what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Right. And then also too, it's like understanding yourself and like those triggers and the journaling and stuff. Like I said, it all goes hand in hand, but again, like asking questions in a way to communicate, um, is just a really interesting way of, yeah. you know, gathering information and really listening, um, to what's really being said or felt by that individual. I, uh, a technique I wanted to share too. One of the things it's, it's a form of journaling, but like in a different way is one of the things that I would also do if like, let's say I was going to have a communication or some talk with somebody that is really triggering to me. Right. And what I would do, and I'm like, you know, a lot of times we get triggered, we like we respond, right? Yep. Especially that's my response too. Is like I don't get quiet, like mm-hmm. I'll fire back immediately, yep. right? But again, that's not it wasn't conducive to the conversation, right? So what I started doing was I would start writing down what they were saying, right? And I would I would, you know, write down the main points so that I'm again like, okay, what's my objective of writing right now? My objective of writing is to take his information or her information or whoever is communicating with me and writing those points down where, you know, it's not to respond right now. It's again, it mm-hmm. pushes me into a space of like trying to comprehend mm-hmm. and also looking at the main points. And then also too, I can it, to the other person, like I'll even say that before we start, like, Hey, like this important, this conversation is really important to me. And so like, I want to write these things down to make sure like, I understand what you're, where we're mm-hmm. at, like what you're trying to communicate. And I want to make sure and I want to repeat yeah. these back to you. Like, is this what you're saying to me or am I hearing it wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. And it started gr- growing some awareness to me, but also too, it slowed me down and also slowed down. And again, kicked on that front part of my brain, mm-hmm. right? When you have to write and you have to, you know, again, in the same way, it's not just emotionally just yeah. you know, firing from that, that same way. Um, and it becomes like a really useful tool when you're going into, uh, those conversations with someone that like, you know, just might really trigger or really, or it might, not, it might be the situation that's really triggering. It might mm-hmm. not even be the person. It doesn't yeah. matter who's communicating right. to you about it. It's like, we all know that like there's, something in somebody's life we can think of a person that it doesn't matter who brings it up if they bring up this type of subject yeah. they're triggered it doesn't matter about who it's coming from it's just the situation itself that is mm-hmm. very triggering and so when you go into those things like and if that's something that you've recognized within yourself and or uh that's something that you've recognized with a certain uh, individual they may be firing back because you're talking about it and as you're writing those things down it gives you a way of like again maybe more conducive conversation mm-hmm. um as well, that becomes, you know, super useful. And so I know that's a technique that's really helped yeah. me in the past that, you know, really worked too. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I agree. I mean, I think, you know, this whole topic, it can, it can go a lot of different ways, but I mean, I just think, you know, going back to the initial question is, I mean, um, everybody, again, like the Peabody quote in our little intro is like, everybody's right and everybody's wrong, you know, about what, and I how much 100%. yeah it's like about what i don't know you know whatever yeah it's like i really do feel that way and it's like you know even we could both be doing the exact same thing but how we're doing it makes yeah. me more or less wrong than someone else and For so sure. um reacting in an emotional way has historically never really ended well in any situation and so um I would, yeah I'd say like tweaking that too is like we're emotional creatures mm. but what emotions right like yeah. if i'm listening with love well love yeah. is an emotion right yeah like right. or again the feeling of love right is an emotion and so you you or again am i listening with care am i listening you know mm-hmm. with, there's 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 good emotions that come along with it too right so it's like you know on that same way is uh it, it, biblically it just talks about not not being emotionally led right yeah it's because our emotion our emotions lie to us mm-hmm. every day all day long right and so when we can get better at filtering those things it gives us a more uh you know direct way because again we if we all can say this i think this is a cool place that we can learn if we're just emotionally led uh where again even to i can be listening with love all those other things and i have great intentions all those other things but like 
the logic side's you know su- super important, right? Is like, hey, like again, that's what they say, like don't bet on the team that you love, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm betting on them because I love them so much, right? Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Well, we need to look at this, you know, and again, filter this out and like actually think through why we're going this direction and why. And again, I might not love the direction, right? But I know that's the right thing that I need to do. Yeah. I might, I might not love waking up in the morning and going for a run or something like like that. But <laughs> like maybe that's what I need to do, right? Or or whatever that is, right? And so, um, just because you don't love the idea of something doesn't mean yeah. that it's not necessarily the right route. Um, and it, right. it might not get you super excited, but it doesn't mean it's the right route. Yeah, uh, it isn't the right route. Um, and I think that that's a you know big thing you know as we go through it as well. It's like mm-hmm. you know it, it's not that it's not about us being just you know unemotional uh, you know, robots. Yeah. You know? It's just more about like again how we communicate and, and it being more productive. Yeah. You know, and us moving forward and growing. Yeah. You know? No, definitely both ways. Like you said, it's like being unemotional is not necessarily good too, which yeah. g- you know can be a side that I personally would err on uh-huh. is just just separate completely yeah, from emotion. Yeah, and just be like I'm not going to react at all. Yeah. It's like and don't let it. You know, be the guy that hits a double and doesn't do a little s- double celebration. Yeah, you gotta get your celly. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, also don't be the guy that hits a double and then, you know, yeah, smack talks the pitcher and tries to, you know, off the yeah, yeah. Like celebrating and gets tagged out. Yeah, or something stupid. So it's like, you know, there's there's extremes to both ways. But, sure. but yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think it's it's big. Yeah, and I, I mean, just to wrap it up, I think the, you know, the big pieces here is as well as like, man, like you can never reach the peak of just being a better learner right and figuring out what are the things that are coming in in between and like being in search of awareness and i think that's the curiosity side it's like what is holding me back what is holding me back from learning more information like Mm -hmm. there's other people around me that are better learners and you know like how their brain works and how they process those things and what's holding you know there's there's things that are going to be in the way for all Mm -hmm. of us there's not there's not none of us that have you know again there there's no check mark i'm the you know i'm the best learner in the world and there's nothing yeah. more that i could learn right like there's 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 so many things of opening that you know up and just being curious about yourself and figuring yeah. out you know uh, what is holding me back in those areas and again it's not about pushing those emotions away those emotions um are like fireworks or alarm systems letting us know that there's something Feedback. here right there's something here underneath the surface uh for me to explore and like you know figure out um that as well and like figure out techniques that could really help mm-hmm. uh, me push forward and grow and you know it'd be better yeah um, and i think that that's you know yeah big foundational you know thing to yeah. grow faster yeah no and, and again like the feedback and then also to like throw back to an old old podcast that i wasn't even here is like the destination is the disease yep that's it you know you know myself from him too. <laughs> so disease. yeah and yeah. so it's just like you know uh what are you striving to do and why are you so disciplined? But if you're attached to that end goal so strongly that that ends up dictating all of your decisions and how you react and then, you know, you're, you're putting your faith in the wrong thing, but also too, it's not bad to be disciplined and to strive for things as well. And um, like you were saying, it's like, then you can start to take it as feedback and try to grow to be better every day. But also like, if you don't get to where this end goal that you said is, then like that's also okay. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm that's gonna put me in a better position to then achieve what God puts on my plate next, you know? Yeah. And so, um yeah, that's kinda my final thoughts with all of it too. Well, so my job, let's do yeah. uh, let's pray it out and move on. Cool. All right. Uh dear Father, thank you so much for um just having this conversation, God. We just hope that it uh, touches somebody and softens them in some ways, makes them curious. God, we just ask that you spark that curiosity in our in ourselves because uh, we know that curiosity leads to awareness. And, uh, God, we just want to grow closer to you and, um, you know, just uh, learn to navigate this world and, and, and uh, from different perspectives that you can provide for us, God. And we know that we know so little about what there is to know, God. And just if you can open up and um, soften up those areas of our hearts that we've grown um, hard away from uh, growing, God, um, we know that you can do it and only you can uh, touch us in, th- in those ways and uh, remove those blocks. Uh, we ask for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, until next time, farm system out. Out skis. <laughs>